not only praising the Lord, but proclaiming some truths that you're going to hear this day. So, and you can see the picture on the screen. It's a real life, crazy picture, by the way. This is real. There's a name for it. But really, it's up there just to kind of symbolize that it seems like this world is turned upside down and we just want to get it right side up before it all comes crashing down. It's not just about COVID and all things related, about politics or race relations, Afghanistan and other countries. It's not, I mean, there are plenty of things we could put on a list from the natural disasters that we're seeing to what seems like an unusual number of people that are just going off the deep end. How many of us have thought, isn't it time we just get back to normal? And even if we haven't thought it, I know we've heard it over the last couple years. We just got to get back to normal. In fact, there are those who had the hope. It it felt like we were getting back. Some people would say, it felt like we were getting back to normal, almost there. And then just something happens and it just pushes our hope beyond our grasp again. But could it be we are reaching for the wrong hope? Is there another hope? In fact, is there another normal that we need to get back to besides the one that we had in the past? Is there not only a better way to live, but a better life that we can have even in all of this? This is not about accepting everything that's going on as the new normal. This is about getting back to God's normal. Not back to what the world considers normal, but to the new that He has done and continues to do in you and me, no matter how abnormal the world seems to be going. If we're going to make it through this upside down world, we need to get back to God's normal. And let's look at what that means today. Not only what that means, but how we can do that. How we can change the way we're dealing with everything in life. And while there's a lot of things that we could talk about this day, it could be a whole sermon series on how to get back to God's normal and what that means. We're just going to focus on two different things today. But before we do that, I'd ask you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16, as you see up on the screen there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In verse 16, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 
All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us a message of reconciliation. We, therefore, are Christ's ambassadors, making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time, not only in worship, but now in your word, because it is still about you. We want to hear from you. Help me to speak your words. But I know that even in that, that you will speak things that go beyond anything I'm saying. You will break through in ways that are not even words that I will use. Come, Holy Spirit. Take charge. We desire to hear from you, but also to be different because of our interaction with your word here today. So move in us. In Jesus' name. So how can we get back to God's normal? How do we get back to God's normal? The first thing that we can do is... We need to, oh, nah, we need to get light. No, I'm not sure what, ah, there we go. I can't see it on the back, so I'm going to look in the front here, I guess. Uh, we need, we can exchange grumbling for gratefulness. The way to get back to God's normal is to exchange grumbling for gratefulness. The world's normal right now is negative, critical, complaining. Unfortunately, it's just normal to hear people grumbling about everything going on, literally everything. And, and someone would say, well, of course it is. I mean, come on, who wouldn't be, who wouldn't be, who sh- you know, who wouldn't be complaining about all this? The question is, who shouldn't be? It's not God's normal to be griping, complaining, and whining. And in general, there's this negative talk on all sides. I mean, you would think one side that somebody is on one side of something that's going on, and it's just terrible. But the people on the other side are saying, it's just terrible, grumbling, complaining. By the way, this is not, you know, as we think through this, it's just people are upset and angry. Upset, angry. I've had it up to here with everything that's going on. By the way, that's not the time to say amen. There are those who are, have actually gone past anger and are at the point of apathy. Either pessimistic or even to the point where we just don't care about things. Not just things that are going on, but we just don't care about things we used to care about. That's not God's normal. In fact, I'm not sure what people really mean when they say they want to go back to the normal, to the way it was before, because the way I saw it was we were grumbling back then too. Now you could say amen. Uh, well, man, yeah. You know, think about it. When things were normal, they weren't normal. It wasn't. Did we not wish that things were different? even back then. But we want to go back, much in the same way that the Israelites out in the desert, after they'd been set free, wanted to go back to Egypt where they were safe and secure and slaves. Instead of moving forward with God into God's normal, His promised land that He'd always planned for them. 
can we be honest and just answer in a few questions? In fact, I'll even put them up on the screen. Was the old normal that we long for today really ever fully God's normal for us? Is there more that God wanted for us? Think back. Is there more that God wanted for us? How about this? Is God allowing less of the normal? Is God allowing? Boy, I'm having trouble getting this to click. Try it. There we go. Is God allowing less of the normal we had so that we might long for more of the normal he has for us? What do you think? Next question. Could it be that we are so focused upon the things that we want to see changed that we're not even considering what God wants changed in us? And how about one more question? Have we longed more to get back to our normal than we have longed to get closer to God as our normal? As God's people, are we out there joining with those who do not know Christ, who have no hope and complaining about how things are and the need to get things back to normal all the while? We're not living God's normal before the world as salt and light that we're to be. As those who are supposed to have the hope, what hope are we showing by our joyless whining rather than a joyful winning despite and in spite of the circumstances around us. We need to get back to God's normal, to change that grumbling for gratefulness. In fact, the Bible is pretty clear. God is pretty clear. As he says in this verse, in Philippians chapter 2. We'll see if we can get that to come up here. There you go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. This is God's normal. This is what we're talking about back in 2 Corinthians 5. We were made new creations and part of that uh, why and what that was God was doing was not just reconciling us, but reconciling the whole world so that we might be his ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us, it says there in 2 Corinthians 5. This is one of the ways God makes his appeal through us to those around us. When we do everything without grumbling or arguing so that we become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then we shine, shine. We need to get back to what God's normal was. Because it not only affects our life, but it affects the lives of those around us. Somebody's usually thinking about this point in time, well, you've got to be kidding no grumbling? I mean, come on, that's just not the way I'm wired, right? 
But if you're a Christian, that's the way you've been rewired. Okay? You with me? Uh, to understand? You are, as 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old wiring is gone. The new has come. The old is gone. The new has come. All this is from God. God's normal is that. It's not about whether life has changed around us, but that life has changed within us. Changed forever new, different than we were, different than the world. And yet you hear someone say, well, yeah, 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 I'll get back to God's normal. Yes, you're right. We got to get back to God's normal. And as soon as the rest of life gets back to normal, then that's when I'll do it and everything will be better. But then we've missed what God's normal is. That he can make life better from the inside out right now. The interchange, that exchanging of grumbling for gratitude is something that's spoken of even in uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, perfect, pleasing will. We're not to be conformed we're not to be like the rest of the world around us this is not merely what we are thinking somebody says well i'm not like the rest of the people i think about what's going on in the world much differently than they do it's not just about what we think what this verse is telling us is how we think how not conforming to the way that the world is dealing with it but being transformed renewing our mind thinking differently having the attitude of christ that lifts us up and lifts our eyes beyond what we're seeing And not being dragged down by the grumbling voices all around us. It is then that we can embrace God's normal for us. His normal that verse 2 says here, right here. His normal that is His will that is good, pleasing, and perfect. His good, pleasing, perfect will. Not just when things are back to our normal. His normal is this at all times can be for us. So I'm going to take a guess here. I'm just, you know, I know that I don't know all of you um, personally in every single way of your life, but I'm going to take a guess that each of you have experienced personally grumbling in your life. You know, this is when you could say amen. Nah. Right? That includes me. In fact, that includes me on vacation. Although it didn't really hit me until later as I was on vacation, I was grumbling. I was grumbling about hotels that we were staying in. Uh, not grateful. Not grateful, one, for the amazing prices that were three to four times less than what so many of them were charging. Uh, but you know how we are. We can justify our grumbling. It's not really grumbling. I'm just stating the facts. Right? I'm just stating the facts the way it was. It, it's, it, this is just normal expectations. Why wouldn't anybody think this? Why would anybody have these normal expectations? And, and listen, when I'm talking about I was grumbling about the hotels, I'm not talking about, oh man, I can't believe they don't have an ice bucket. You know, no, it's not, not that. It was things like a shower that started out ice-cold freezing water and then within seconds change to melt the flesh off of your body 
and then just seconds later suddenly just stopped and it would just go through that cycle you never knew what was going to happen and when it was going to happen and it wasn't like it was minutes for cold and minutes i mean it was like seconds you didn't know what was going to happen so i was grumbling i was that and other kinds of things but the point is it hit me a little farther through than I would like to admit, but it hit me that I was grumbling about a place that we were only spending a few hours to sleep. When on the other hand, we were spending most of the day in places like this. something to grumble but to be grateful for the heavens psalm 19 1 says the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands if we would just look we could see beyond the ugliness of the world and to the very beauty that is out there, like here. Not to mention the not to mention the, the nature background is pretty too. <laughs> I get some points. I get points with everybody else apparently. <laughs> uh, but but really, I mean think about it. I, I know some of you might be thinking, Oh, we didn't get to go there. You know, I don't get to see no uh, natural park, uh, national park. You know what? That's not what it's about. God's beauty and what he's doing in our life is everywhere because his mercies are new every morning. We can either be grumbling or grateful, but there is always something to be grateful about to get back to his normal. To exchange that grumbling for gratefulness. Because if we don't, the grumbling turns into a constant grumbling attitude for a variety of things. It just sucks the joy out of our life. Even the good things no longer bring us joy like they did before. Even uh, good people in our life start to bother and annoy us, even upset us. Even though they haven't before, especially in these kind of things. But just everything turns sour by the poison of a critical attitude, the attitude of the world that is out there like a virus causing our spiritual life to grow cold and our praise to be frozen. We miss what God has done and who he is. And he misses out on the praise he deserves from a grateful heart warmed by his love. Sure, I, I know we might still praise him in song like on a Sunday morning and do a polite thank you prayer to him now and then. But let's be honest, how many times is it really just going through a religious motion when we look at the rest of our week being so weak in any kind of attitude of gratitude? Are we really open for God to show us 
his normal versus the normal way that we are living. You know, I mentioned grumbling, you know, and we talk about grumbling where we're staying, but that grumbling, and I say, you know, that grumbling just kind of spreads. And actually, I didn't realize on vacation that there were, I mean, I, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really think of it in this way until I started working on the sermon, so until I actually got convicted uh, by working on this, which hopefully God's going to work on some of you and not just me. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Huh? Uh, amen. I realized that there were other things, you know. There were other things. I was grumbling about other drivers that apparently got their license out of a Happy Meal. <laughs> I mean, uh, we drove. Yes, we drove lots and lots of miles. And, and just problems should have been expected and were expected, really. And by the way, I didn't say anything loud enough or actually to offend any other drivers in any way, didn't get in trouble, but you know what? I wasn't driving God's normal for my life. And if we don't watch out, this grumbling just spreads to the rest of our life. In fact, it becomes a way of life. The critical attitude that overtakes you, not just for a time, but even to the point that you become one of those who have a critical spirit that takes over who you are and how other people see you, although they wouldn't ever dare to say that to you. Okay, okay. Uh, how, how, do, how do we be grateful to things that are not good? And part of the answer is just do it. Be grateful for God what he has given us is good, even grateful for the fact that God is good. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord. What? Always. And I will say it again. What? Rejoice in the Lord. I think about the early church disciples and how tough they had it so many times, suffering loss and pain, such as Paul and Silas when they were unfairly arrested, unjustly beaten, and thrown into the deepest, darkest jail, what did they do? What did they do in that situation that was not their normal? What did they do? Acts 16, verse 25 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And we know that that jailhouse rocked, the doors flew open. God's normal for us is a life of praise, a life set free from the prison of grumbling into the fountains of joy that the Lord wants to pour out through us and from us unto other lives around us, even in the worst of times. No, gratefulness. I want to make sure we get this for those who just are like skeptics. Gratefulness is not about acting like nothing is wrong or burying our head in the sand. Rather, gratefulness is lifting our head up out of everything going on, up to heaven and recognizing who God is, what he has done, and what he is doing. I think about our brothers and sisters in Christ experiencing God's normal real life and death situations because of their faith in other parts of the world and how so many times they are grumbling less and grateful more than we are here. To exchange our grumbling for gratitude is when we see us talking to God in prayer. And as we do that, as we talk more to God in prayer 
than we do grumbling and talking to others, we see God work either in the changing of our situations or in changing us in that prayer. Praising Him. Not just on our own, but praising Him together with others, such as when we gather as a church family. This is a part of God's normal. I know there are people that like to talk about how church is just a religion and church is just something made by man and we don't need it to live as a Christian, but apparently they must also believe we don't need the Word of God either because if they would read it, they would see that church is God's creation. Church is God's normal way to live as Christians. It is His plan. It is His provision. The normal that we need to get back to as we gather together, as Hebrews 10 talks about, not grudgingly, not grumbling, but grateful that we can, not just because we can do it here in the United States freely, but grateful that God has himself provided this is a way to worship him, to get in his word together and to encourage one another and to grow in him. We've got to exchange grumbling for gratitude or we're never going to get back to normal, to God's normal, to experience the normal joy that he has given us instead of this dissatisfaction, this disappointment, even being depressed about the way things are. But let's move on to that second thing as we think about it. We can exchange fear for faith, not just grumbling for gratitude, but fear for faith. You see, for many, it's not just that things haven't gotten back to normal. It seems like they've only gotten worse on so many levels. It's not just that things that we don't like. It's not just things we disagree with. Many, even some of you, are, are disturbed by the things going on and even finding yourself afraid. Fear often is said to have either a fight or a flight response. We see plenty of fight and we even see flight of those who are just running into a cave-like existence. But how many are running in faith to God? And it's not hard to see the fight, the anger, the unrest with everything that's going on. And at times it seems that even Christians, just like the world, are more thirsty to see payback than they are to see our nation come back to God. This anger that's been building up for so long, some don't even realize it's boiling inside of them. Even if whatever we're angry about just suddenly disappeared and, 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 and it was back to, quote, our normal, there would still be this anger inside that we haven't done anything with. It just boils. And we are getting upset, ticked off. About anything and everything, things that we would have let go at other times. And while we might not like to admit it, many times what drives fear and its different forms like anger and uh, fear, like worry and anxiety, you realize those are just different forms of fear. Is this whole... Recognizing that fear is not God's normal for us. One of the most used commands in the word of God is to fear not. Along with Philippians 4 that I mentioned earlier, it says, do not be anxious about anything. This is God's normal. Not just something that he requires us, but it's something he has provided 
for us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control. Part of the problem with fear, anxiety, and worry is the uncertainty that we feel, uncertainty of life, including what's going to happen now, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen in the future, Eh, not just about this world, but about our individual lives, and uncertainty about whether it's going to get better or worse, or uh, uncertainty about whether we can do anything about anything that's going on, even an uncertainty about what is going on. Are we getting truth, or, or, or is it true, or is it false? Is it fear, or is it fake? That's when we need to exchange our fear for faith because what faith is about is this, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is a certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. In this world of uncertainty, there are certain things we can be sure of. And there is especially one that we can be sure of. Obviously, some might make the case that it's just normal to be fearful at times like this. Kind of like this picture. I'm hoping this shows up. There we go. Kind of like this picture of a road going down the side of a mountain where we were at. Not on. That's a whole other story. This is Schaefer Trail in Canyonlands National Park. It descends 1,500 feet from the top of the cliff all the way to the canyon. And yes, there are no guardrails. And yes, those switchbacks drop right off the side of the road down to the bottom. And yes, it is basically a one-lane dirt road that has two-way traffic. Now, before we get too distracted about that, let's try to compare this with our lives. It's symbolizing the way sometimes we feel traversing through life. Like we're going down a road like this, not knowing what's around the next corner, not even knowing if there is a next corner. Could have gotten washed out. Now we would say it's only natural. It's only normal to have a response of fear. Of course, if we actually drove down a road like this, I think many of us would recognize that having an overwhelming fear actually makes that road more hazardous and more life-threatening as you drive it. Yet on the dangerous roads of life, we may find ourselves, as we think about the roads we find ourselves on, that if we get back to God's normal, to get back to God's normal is when Jesus is in the driver's seat. Remember, he's someone that's been in the valley, the valley of the shadow of death even and so much more. And if we will surrender, if we will surrender and let him be in complete control, we have nothing to fear or worry about. And the question comes in those moments on the road of life, will we exchange fear for faith in Jesus to safely drive us where he wants us to go? Or do we need to admit that while we talk a good talk, When it comes to walking down a dangerous dirt road, we have some trouble with trust. Think about it. Sure, we say we trust he is Emmanuel, God with us. But do we truly trust he is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, that he is the creator of the universe that loves you with an everlasting love, the one who has said in Isaiah 41, I take hold of your right hand and say to you, do not fear, I will help you. 
to exchange our fear for faith means that we have to exchange our driver's seat of our lives with Jesus and to get in the back seat so that we might better enjoy the ride that he has provided. To walk in faith and not in fear deals with who or what we're actually trusting in, what we're depending upon. Is it God and God alone? Think about it. There are things that normally, usually, we are putting our trust in, and many people are finding through these last, even these last couple of years, of those things that they were putting their trust in are causing them to question. They're increasing their anxiety, even their fear. And if that's happening, that gives you a clue of what we're really trusting in or depending upon. But what are these troubling times uh, shown us? For many, it's shown that for too long, it's not been in God that we trust. When fear comes in like that, it's not in God we trust. It's been in the government we trust. It's been in science we trust. It's been some human individual that we trust. Maybe it's been in the economy. Maybe it's just been in having a job or what is in our bank account, trusting in our health. And the list could go on and on and on. And I'm sure many would say, no, but but I do trust in God for those things. I, I do trust, but all too often, all too often, what we are depending upon is God and something else. I'm depending on God and this. When the norm we want us to get to is that we trust in God and God alone. But perhaps we've never truly had to solely rely on God. Or perhaps we've just forgotten who he is. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Or the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills and the balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Who? No one but the Lord. As we go on in verse 14. Who did the Lord consult and enlighten him? Who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are a drop in the bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. What if the one in our driver's seat was also the one on the throne of this world and this universe? Who or what is in control of our life? Who or what is in control of your day today? Who's making the decisions right now and for your future? Who or what is in control how you feel today and what you think about today? To surrender to Jesus is God's normal path. And a normal path for Christians is to be all in and all out. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 16 says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. If we surrender all, it's so much easier to throw in some of these other stuff. The stuff like 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 talks about, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Exchange our fear for faith in Christ alone. I know that when we hear some of this talk, there are those that, you know, exchanging fear for faith and all that and having peace 
being something that is normal for God's people. There are those who just say that's just unrealistic religious expectations. It can't be done. I mean, it's nice talk, but it's really not something we can do. It's not just, you know, I can't stop the bad thoughts. It's not, well, and it's not just about stopping the bad thoughts. Philippians 4, we've been talking about, is talking about starting thoughts that are true and noble, right, lovely. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. But God's normal. How the peace of God will be with you through that. Well, somebody, well, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. I hope peace just doesn't, I mean... The peace of God is not normal. Not what normal people experience. And I'm saying, you're right. It's not normal. But the reality is everything that comes from God is not normal. Think about it. His grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. That's not normal. It's not normal. Especially at the extent that he so richly gives it. It's not normal. What is normal or what Jesus talks about for us that will be normal seems to be what we see in John 16, 33, trouble in this life. I've told you these things that in me you might have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. To grasp God's normal is not our normal. The normal that he's calling us to is, is beyond what we know. It's beyond what we know, but this normal is not beyond what he can give to us. In fact, that's what he does, even as we're talking about exchanging this sphere for faith and what he can give to us. In John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The whole 2 Corinthians 5, 17, talking about us being new creations is God's normal. And yet we still miss it. Even listening to the message today, there are those who what you've heard and what your takeaway is, Jesus is challenging me to get a grip, to cheer up, and to get peaceful in the midst of the storm. That, that's, that's what you're hearing. We make God's normal merely something that we need to do some hard work at if we're going to be a good Christian, while in the back of our heads we're thinking it's never really going to get there, but we'll try. That's not God's normal. That, that, that becomes churchianity's normal and telling you what to do. But that's not God's normal. It's not about us getting a grip. Rather, it's about Jesus getting a grip on us. It's about Jesus giving us peace and joy in the midst of the storm. God's normal is to walk with us, to give us what we need through it. And too many have missed the whole point and gone backwards into a works righteousness, not for our salvation, but for our sanctification, our holiness, Trying to be like Christ. We're living a normal Christian life. Living a normal Christian life. Not only that God has planned. But what he has provided for us. And how he has made us different. Completely new creatures. That as believers in Christ. We have been given joy and peace that we need in these times we have been given in fact more than that the whole fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness and self-control that is god's normal not just a normal that we've got to do but a normal that he has already done 
already in us. But the problem is what we're holding on in tough times, what we're holding in our hands is what the world is trying to use. Instead of dropping all of that and exchanging the fear for faith, exchanging the grumbling for gratitude, recognizing that Jesus did not just come to forgive us, he came to give us all that we need even giving us himself through the Holy Spirit, not just to experience eternal life someday, but an abundant life today, which is God's normal life. Ask the worship team to come. You know, as we wrap this up, I I wish I could, you know, put a table in the back there where you could just drop your fears and pick up faith, you know? You're talking about exchanging. You say, okay, well, I'm going to pull this out. I've been carrying this fear too long, or I've been carrying this thing I've been grumbling about. You know, I wish we could just put a table back there and just it'd be simple like that. But in many ways, it can be. Because what we can offer you this day is is an opportunity as we sing and, in a sense, pray this last song is to come to what uh, many times we would call this area up front an altar. It's just symbolic, but a place where we can lay ourselves and lay these things, these fears, and take up faith where we meet Jesus and invite him to take the driver's seat of our life. A place to release and receive. And I just want to encourage you in a moment I'm going to pray and we're going to sing this song and just ask that if you're able to, to stand. And you need just in some way to exchange this, to get back to God's normal. I want to do that. I encourage you just to spend that time with Him to, to release and receive from Him. If you want somebody to pray with you, just kind of let us know and you're up here, but it could just be just between you and God. And perhaps maybe for some, all this talk that you don't understand because I, Jesus is not only not in the driver's seat, you're not even sure Jesus is in the car with you. You need to invite him into your life. I want to give you that opportunity as well. Father, I pray that you'd help us right now, that you would work and move in a special way in our hearts we've heard your word and and really we've been hearing more than that there have been these little things that have gone beyond what i've said this day just promptings and pushing there are some here today that need to really respond to you they need to stop that pursuit of the world's normal or what was we've experienced in the past trying to get back to instead we need to get back to your normal normal that surrenders to you and and releases all these things that we should have and receives all that you want to give to us. Thank you, Jesus, that you desire not only to see our life change, but you've already done and provided what it, we need to have it changed. Move in us even now. Lord, be that. Be that, Lord. Be that, that, that God. Be that, Lord.
just ask that you would come down and meet us here. Shine and let us leave here shining for you. Thank you.